You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho, episode number six, focusing on the Feng Shui Bagua map, benefactors, completion, and knowledge. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers Feng Shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. In this episode, I'll review each of the three areas I just listed, the basic characteristics and attributes, what they mean and symbolize. I'll also share questions that I ask my clients during a feng shui consultation to determine if this is an area that needs attention and feng shui adjustments for each area, many of which I've used personally. It will be helpful if you visit my website and click on the podcast tab to see a feng shui bagua map. You can refer to that while I'm talking. And also, if possible, listen to episode number two, where I give an introduction to the bagua. I talk a little bit about how to lay it out. As I mentioned in the last episode, some things to remember before we begin. It's not about being perfect, so please do not try to do everything that I talk about. It can be overwhelming, and sometimes that causes you to just throw in the towel. It's also probably very unnecessary to do everything. Not everything needs to be worked on. It's better to work on one thing really well with all your heart than to do everything halfway. Also, please do not be discouraged if you have a really hard time figuring out how to use the Bagua map. It's a highly skilled task and almost everyone lays it incorrectly. So unless you have a perfectly rectangular home, I'd start with something small like your bedroom. As we spoke about in episode four, Feng Shui for your bedroom, the bedroom represents you and it's the closest to you. So it's a great place to start. You can also start with a desk, which is typically rectangular, and I discussed in episode three, feng shui for your desk. So if you're super stuck, you can also hire a feng shui consultant. I offer online consultations over Skype, or you can email us your floor plan. If your floor plan is selected, we'll use it on our Q&A Sunday section of our blog. So feel free to draw it up and email it over to info at holisticspaces.com and we'll help you lay out the bagua on your space and post it on our Q&A Sundays. Now let's continue with our deeper dive into the feng shui bagua map. Benefactors. This area is related to benefactors, helpful people, those people that support you. For instance, it could be your boss, it could be your clients, your accountability group, your girlfriends, those people that you can fall back on, but also people that maybe support you materially or monetarily. The energy of heaven, which in this feng shui philosophy means that which is above us, including our ancestors, but also the air, the sky, and the sun. The family member that relates to this area is a father. It also relates to travel. The associated color is gray, but you can also use white which is a metal color because this is a yang metal area. 
Yang metal is a strong metal, like a sword, very sharp. Benefactors is also related to the number six, and because it's a metal element, circular shapes. In Chinese medicine, the related organs are the lungs and the head. In Chinese, we call it chen. Oftentimes, we need the help of others, whether that be people or from the heavens, to move forward. Adjustments can be done in this area to activate the energy to bring supportive qi and people into your life or to bring you support when you travel or when you need more male or yang energy in your life, more active energy. This area can bring help to you or even protect you from harm. Some questions to ask yourself. Are there people in your life that help you? Do you have a support group or a mentor? I've been very fortunate in this area. I have many brilliant and caring mentors in my life. I have feng shui mentors, meditation instructors, Buddhist teachers. I even have an accountability group where we mentor each other. But most importantly, these people support and help me. And I support and help them too. If you remember from the last episode, this area is directly diagonal and opposite from the abundance area. So this means that benefactors and prosperity are related. You need people to help and support you in order to have true wealth and prosperity. And alternatively, you also need to help people in order to have true abundance in your life. In a later episode, I'll talk about how these opposite areas can be used to help you achieve your goals. It's sometimes more effective to be subtle and to take the indirect route. And if I don't do another episode on this, remind me. <laughs> so um, another question to ask is, do you really want to have a mentor in your life if you don't have one? If you don't have the support in your life and you'd like it, you can consider if you ask for help. If you ask for help, does it come? Do you feel safe and open to ask for help when you need it? The first step really, if you want a mentor or benefactors or helpful people in your life is to ask. You can also, feng shui wise, you could also activate this area by placing, for instance, a deity, a statue that resonates with you in the benefactor's area of your home. You can also place it in the benefactor's area of your bedroom or desk as well. Deities or a saint or maybe Kuan Yin, the goddess of compassion or a Buddha or whatever inspires you. And you can ask for help. You could ask that deity for help. The weightiness of a statue can also represent earth element, which creates stability as well as supports the metal element. In five element theory, earth creates and nourishes metal. So an earthy, stable deity statue can create more metal element that brings you support and help. Even a beautiful heavy rock could work. It could represent mother nature or mother earth. Other things to consider in this area. Are there people in your life that hurt you? Again, the deity could help with this. You could also activate this area with a metal wind chime to call out to the universe and let others know that you need help and assistance. Or place, for instance, a Tara mandala. I have one available at holisticspaces.com. Tara is a Hindu and Buddhist deity that comes to help anyone. You only call her name. Or in this case, you only need to place her mandala in an auspicious position in your home, in the benefactor's area. And if there really are hurtful people that are out to get you, or in feng shui we call them scoundrels, 
there's other feng shui remedies and maybe we'll get into that in a future episode but you could certainly contact an advanced practitioner to assist with that other aspects of this area include travel how often do you travel activating this area could support your safety while traveling if you want to travel less, maybe a statue or a stone can create more stability so you don't have to travel as much. Or if you want to travel more, perhaps you can put a metal pinwheel to create some movement or a plant to encourage growth in this aspect of your life. Finally, the other aspect of this area is its relationship to the male element of your life. So what's your relationship with your father, your boyfriend, your husband, or other men in your life? Is there ease or difficulty in regards to the male presence in your life? So again, a plant could encourage growth in this aspect of your life. Oftentimes, there'll be a closet in the benefactor's area of the home, which may indicate that helpful people or male element is hard to find or maybe hidden, perhaps not present. Oftentimes, that closet is really cluttered and so maybe what you could do is open up some space by clearing through the old items that are in there in the benefactor's closet of your home. On the other hand, a hidden area in the benefactor's area of your home may indicate that you have help that will surface as you need it from out of nowhere almost. So there's different ways to approach it. And it's beneficial to reflect upon taking an honest look to see if the chi is stuck or not and how you can view your situation. You may need an objective point of view from a feng shui practitioner or even a good friend, a, a helpful person that will help you see things that you don't see. You can also use metal objects or shapes, round shapes, the colors white or gray. And to get more advanced, you could also add something earthy like we talked about, a statue or a rock, something that represents earth because earth creates metal, like metal ores are excavated from the earth. So that supports to create more metal elements. Moving on, we're gonna go on to the completion area. This area is related to completion, descendants and children, any sort of output or offspring. It's also related to joy and the season and energy of autumn. It's related to the youngest daughter and the lake. Because it's a metal area, the color is white, and it's related to circular shapes. It's actually a yin metal area. It's also related to the number seven, and in Chinese, we call this area dui. In Chinese medicine, it's also related to the mouth and your speech, which, again, is related to metal. They say if you have too little metal, you may not speak up enough. Your throat chakra might need some opening. If you have too much metal, then you may speak out of turn and come off very judgmental and bossy and opinionated. One way to remedy this is to use a non-metal ring. I have some agate rings available on holisticspaces.com and you can wear this ring. You can wear the non-metal ring on your middle finger to help adjust too much or too little metal, especially in terms of your speech and mouth. So this area is also about closure and the end of things. If you recall in the last episode, we discussed the new beginnings area. This is directly across from the completion area. So what does that mean? They're related. New beginnings and completion. Makes sense, right? Sometimes you can activate both areas because they support each other. If you're having trouble starting a new project, you activate the new beginnings area. And then if you're having trouble completing it, you can activate the completion area so you can complete the project. And then when you complete a project, that encourages you to start more. So it creates this positive loop or cycle for you to 
begin and complete and begin and complete and create things instead of getting stuck. Again, this is another topic for a possible future episode. Let me know if that's something you guys are interested in. Questions to ask yourself regarding this area. How are you at completing things? I know a few people and maybe me with my craft projects. There, uh, people are great. Some people are really great at starting things, but not so great at completing things. Wood people, people who have a lot of wood element, may have tons of great ideas, but not so great at executing them to completion. So if this is an issue for you, you can activate the completion area. For instance, I had a client who had been in negotiations for months on a job she absolutely wanted. So I had her place something in the completion area of her desk. You can also do it in your bedroom. And that something was a print of an email in regards to that job. It must have the energy of that project that you want to bring to completion. And it helped because she either wanted to know that it wasn't going to happen and let it go or to get it. So it helped move things along. I've also been asked about where to put divorce papers and the completion area of your home would be a great place to help you finalize that part of your life. Another question, do you have children or descendants or other offspring? If so, what are your hopes and dreams for them? I don't have any children, but my nieces are descendants and my nephews are descendants. So what are your hopes and dreams for your offspring and descendants and children? If you have children that you want to support, you can place something in the completion area of your bedroom or bed. Depending on what you want, you can use different things. Maybe you want to help keep them safe while they're at summer camp. So a red string may work for auspicious protection. Maybe you want to provide more love or you want them to feel more loved or you want them to have more self-love. You can use rose quartz. The applications are endless. Another question to ask is what is the level of joy in your life? I think this question is so important. Many people leave lives without much joy. And I want you to know right now that we all deserve some joy. We can't expect to be joyful all the time. But everyone deserves some joy, and I hope that some of my suggestions can help. I truly believe that our spaces affect us, and we all deserve safe and nurturing spaces that nourish us. Feng shui-wise, we often use fresh-cut flowers to bring more joy into the home. Flowers are said to bring in joyful energy, especially if they're fragrant. They're said to be great at unsticking things that are stuck. And we're talking chi or life energy here. If you speak to an advanced practitioner, there are specific rituals in which you can use to bring in your flowers. Otherwise, you can find flowers that are more the most fragrant and most beautiful to you and place them throughout your house. Three areas, for instance, like the bedroom, living room, and entry would be perfect. Or you can place them in the completion area of your bedroom to bring in more joy. I also love to use oranges to bring joy. You can have a bowl of nine fresh oranges or you could use my happy room mist that's available at holisticspaces.com. The scent of oranges can transform and uplift your space and mood. An important note on flowers or fresh oranges, anything fresh, be sure to keep them up. Do not let them spoil. Then you're bringing in decaying and death energy and that's not what you want. You wanna bring in joy. 
As with the benefactors area, you can also use metal objects or shapes. The shape is round, the color is white or gray. And if you want to get more advanced, you can add something earthy, something that represents earth, because earth again creates metal. The third and final area I'll speak to you on this episode is knowledge. This area is related to knowledge and self-cultivation, and it doesn't necessarily need to be spirituality. It can be your skillfulness in the work that you do, but it can also go deeper into how you care for your inner self. The area is related to the mountain, and you can just picture a solitary person climbing a tall mountain all by themselves to get, to get some space, to really focus inward to get away from everyday things that we get caught up with and to be alone and truly look inside to become more awake. Knowledge is represented also by the color dark blue. I've read that dark cobalt blue is what we see in the womb. So that again supports this solitary, self-nourishing state. It's related to the number eight. And since it's a young earth area, it's related to square shapes and also earthy colors. The element of yang earth gives us a visualization of the big mountain. And yang means it's active, outgoing, hard, stubborn, like a mountain. This area is also about our spiritual inclinations to grow and develop our inner lives. It's also about your level of skill and knowledge in the mundane areas of your life, not just uh, spiritual areas. It's related to the youngest son. It's related to the organs, the spleen and the pancreas, as well as the hand. And in Chinese, we call it gun. It's opposite areas, relationships, because, of course, if you want to attract a relationship, you first need to work on yourself, your self-cultivation. You'll have to tune in next week to hear more about the relationship area. But alternatively, to work on yourself, you might need to look at what your relationships have been telling you. Maybe your partner or an ex has told you things that you didn't want to hear, but did they ring true? Some questions you can ask yourself, how is your self-knowledge and self-cultivation in your life? This is intellectually and also spiritually. Are you awake? Think back about the connection with the opposite area, relationships. Are there things that you're choosing to ignore? Placing a spiritual reminder in the knowledge area of your home is an effective feng shui adjustment. This adjustment can support self-cultivation. It's also near the front of your home, so it's a visual and spiritual reminder. A spiritual reminder can be a statue or a photo of a deity or maybe uh, something, a reminder or a photo of your teacher or mentor or your guru. It could be a spiritual book or even a meditation area. I have my meditation area in this part of my home, in the knowledge area of my home. And it's a dedicated area where I sit and meditate as well as put sacred objects like special books, pretty flower arrangements, and my meditation cushion. It can also be maybe a dedicated reading nook that you have where you read books that help you cultivate yourself or improve your knowledge. This area is also related to the sound of ritual instruments such as gongs or bells or cymbals like those Tibetan cymbals. You can keep these objects in the knowledge area of your home. That's where I keep mine. And you can keep the area activated with the intention to cultivate yourself by ringing those, those ritual instruments occasionally. 
Knowledge is also intellectual expertise. Are there areas that you can improve on? Can you gain more skills? Do you handle things well in your life? What are your strengths and what can you improve on? Borrowing from the Vedic tradition, Saraswati is the goddess of knowledge and the arts. So an image or representation of her could assist. I have a Saraswati mandala available on holisticspaces.com that I also have hanging in my knowledge area. Because this is an earth area, like the health area, you can use earth shapes like square rugs or artwork. The earthy colors we discussed, yellows, oranges, and browns. Or if you want to get more advanced using the five element cycle, earth is nourished by fire, so reds can also support earth. In summary, this episode number six, we covered three areas of the Feng Shui Bagua map, benefactors, completion, and knowledge. Do take a look at the podcast tab on holisticspaces.com to see an image of this map. We covered the basic characteristics, questions to ask yourself regarding each area, and some ways to implement feng shui adjustments if necessary. I encourage you to make one change, just one change this week in one area. I also encourage you to email me your floor plans for our Q&A Sunday blog post. You can email me at info at holisticspaces.com. That's if you have any problems laying your floor plan. And also, you can find many of the items I discussed for sale on my website at holisticspaces.com. I also have a new item I want to announce, a feng shui starter kit. This has a lot of the items you need to get started. It includes five things, and it's all for $72, which saves you 20%, over 20%, actually. My book, 108 Ways to Create Holistic Spaces, is autographed by me. Two, a feng shui crystal kit with everything you need. It has red string, a damage-free hook, and instructions. And it's a Swarovski leaded crystal, so it's the best 40-millimeter crystal that we use for feng shui applications. Third, from my apothecary, my happy mist, which is my orange spray, and it's a happy room mist, and it's great to get you started with fresh energy in your home. Fourth, a two-inch round convex mirror. It's great to put your desk or stove in commanding position. And finally, a feng shui keychain charm to provide you good luck in this year of the ram, and you can carry it with you all the time. It's all for $72, which saves you over 20%. And also for my listeners, if you use the code PODCAST6, you will get free shipping if you purchase this Feng Shui Starter Kit. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces Podcast. Next time, episode number seven, we'll look at the holidays and give you some tips from a feng shui perspective on how to make them a little bit more relaxing and celebratory for you. Then the following episode, we'll get back to moving forward with the final three areas of Bagua map, looking at recognition, path in life, and the relationship areas. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, 
Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.